Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Hey, we're grateful that you've joined us for this podcast. Uh, Lisa and I are now on a cadence uh, with one another and with you uh, as uh, offering our podcast to you every other week. And we just, as we sat down preparing for our conversation, we realized oh, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks since it's been we've been... It's been nice to have a week off, especially <laughs> in the summer. Especially in the summer. And we, uh, I'll, I'll just share that we recently um, decided... Well, I guess it wasn't that recent, but we we now have goats, <laughs> <laughs> and and our where we are recording is next. Well, it's near our goats, and so you might you might hear the what what is the actual noise of a goat? What what do we call that? Bleeding? Bleep. Maybe. But <laughs> you think we you think we would know this? I'm not so, going to show you what Nigerian it sounds like or anything. pygmy dwarf goats. They're so cute and so fun, uh, and mainly for Lisa's Montessori school, but uh, super fun. While I'm working with couples, to go out and say hi to the comic goats. relief. I don't know if they're comic, but they're 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 very soothing. They are very soothing. Yes. Yeah, they're, you feel very soothed and secure and seen because yeah. they look at you and they cry out. <laughs> exactly yeah. what Kurt Thompson says: yes. we need to feel with one another. That I might feel at times with a goat. So, <laughs> uh, so that might be in the background. So, as we start today or continue today, uh, we want to focus on. Uh, the theme and or uh, relational response that we often have in marriage for many of us. Uh, and it's just the relational response of withdrawal. Uh, we, I think it was almost a year ago, we talked about the pursue withdraw dance. Uh, if you haven't heard that, you might want to go back. I think it was July of 2021. We are in July of 2022. Uh, but it it is a common relational response. And I've just again become more aware of it as as I work with couples, but also even more aware of it uh, for Lisa and I, and the way in which it manifests itself between us. That we thought we'd have a conversation with each other and with you uh, around how we navigate, uh, but prior to how we navigate it, but understanding it, being able to create some awareness and some categories around the normalcy of it, the the commonality of it, the the need that is met for us when we withdraw uh, with the hope of creating some maybe insight and awareness into how we might respond to one another when there's a withdrawal from us by our partner, by our spouse. Yeah, again, I think it's helpful when we can put words to what's happening Mm -hmm. so that we can actually have a conversation about it. Whereas if we aren't aware of what's happening or we don't have words for it, it's much more difficult to even enter a conversation about it. So it's one of these things that we're not saying, oh, here's how you fix it or here's how you make it go away. But it's more about realizing and having awareness about when we do it ourselves or when our spouse might be doing it. And then how can we have a conversation about it? Mm -hmm. I think for, for many of us, you, you you might already be somewhat aware of this tendency for one end or both of you at times. It, it's certainly true in our marriage. We were walking our driveway last night and having a you know a conversation. I would say a difficult conversation, and uh, I found myself wanting to withdraw 
I started to walk faster and quicker. I wanted to get back to the house. I, I, I just didn't want to talk about what we were talking about anymore. And, and here's the deal. I think part of, part of the need met for some of us when we withdraw is it's a way to cope from the helplessness that we feel uh, when we don't know what to do. So it's a common response, meaning that, that when one of us, and again, and or both of us, maybe at times, but when one of us uh, just is consumed maybe by fear, anxiety, worry, disappointment, dread, uh, there is something in our innate response we have that we want to withdraw, we want to disengage. We're going to talk a little bit in, in a few minutes around the impact of the withdrawal, but let's, let's spend a little bit of time highlighting the need that is met for the one that withdraws without judgment, without saying you ought not to do that, you can't do that, there's something wrong with you. Let's talk about it from almost a biological innate perspective, that there's something in this innate response that we have at times when we feel something of less than, when we can't figure it out, when we're overwhelmed, uh, when we our body wants to shut down. And so I think for many couples, they can sometimes see that as a... Uh, I wouldn't say red flag, but they might see it as a, almost like a, uh-oh, what's wrong with us or what's wrong with you or what's wrong with me when there is a withdrawal. So it's a common relational pattern. Let's just stay there for a few minutes and, and highlight the need that is met in the withdrawal. It's this form of protection. It's an illusion of protection, but it feels like it protects us when we disengage, when we depart, when we walk faster, when we step away, when we hang up the phone quickly, uh, when we interrupt, uh, when we maybe are in the kitchen, conversations not going well, one just leaves. Uh, so when you when you think of when we think of withdrawal, it's not just in uh, I'm going to walk away from you. It it is that, and sometimes it's more than that. Uh, it's a maybe it becomes a a preoccupation with work. It becomes a little bit more invested in our children. So maybe more of a prolonged a response. Prolonged, a prolonged. It can be so a prolonged response. it could be a season response. of withdrawal. Absolutely. It can be a season of withdrawal. It can be a moment of withdrawal. Sometimes what tends to happen for most of us is the moments, ongoing moments, tend to lead to a season. And, and I think for many couples, it's difficult just to have a conversation about what's happening. What are we noticing? Especially if Again, like we don't have the awareness and we don't have right. the tools and the words for having a conversation. It almost seems like it can get a little out of hand, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm just slipping further and further away and now I don't even know how to enter back. So why even try? I might as well just keep doing what I'm doing. He doesn't care anyway. She doesn't care anyway or whatever we're going to assume mm -hmm. the story is. And I just, as you're talking, I keep thinking it's got to have something to do with shame. Sure. I feel like shame is kind of a central feature with withdrawal. I, I think Would so. Yeah, I, I think it has to do with that sense of helplessness, that when we feel helpless, there's something of judgment, which is the core theme of shame. Right. When, when I don't know what to do or how to do it, particularly in responding to you as my wife, maybe in the needs that you might have or in the emotional need that you might have or you know, a particular issue that you might be struggling with or a particular issue between us that we might be struggling with, which is what our conversation was last night. Uh, there's, there is just something in the helplessness. And, and I think that's a, it's a, it's a just really want to keep highlighting the commonality of it. 
you know, for so many couples working with them therapeutically, uh, it, it, it just tends to be a, this pursue withdraw, there tends to be one and sometimes again, both where one tends to withdraw and disengage. And sometimes that can increase the level of tension and disappointment and hurt and frustration. It's almost like a shut off valve where you get to this level of this conversation and you, you think, how do we get to this conversation again? Mm. Or yeah. why are we even talking about this? This isn't even what I wanted to talk about. Or we're so frustrated or angry that we don't even want to continue. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm going to shut this down. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, and what I notice, I would just say over the years, is sometimes the withdrawal tends to get a, we could just say a bad rap. Like there's something of, of seen as less than in it. And, and we want to be so intentional in this moment just to highlight again that there is a protective feature in it. And so I think that can loosen up the grip of judgment that we have toward the one that withdraws a little bit to just be mindful of what, I wonder what it is for him. I wonder what it is for her. What does the withdrawal provide? It's a wonderful question to wonder together. Maybe not in that moment, but at some point. Mm-hmm. What does the withdrawal offer you? What need is met for you in the withdrawal? When you were overwhelmed, uh, even in your own story, in your own family of origin, what would happen for you? What does withdrawal provide? It's a really essential question, and I think in knowing one another, that it provides insight into the ways in which we live in this world that are connected to story, but also play our, play itself out in the way we live with one another. Mm-hmm. So it's an important part of this conversation, obviously, is we, we want to stay connected to the foundational mm, place of safety that it feels like it provides initially. Now, the, the bind, sometimes, if not always, we'll just start with sometimes, but sometimes the bind in the withdrawal is it creates significant distress for the other. When I withdraw, when I disengage, when I walk quickly away from Lisa back into the house, which is, we would just say is unkind. But in the moment, I'm simply thinking and feeling something about myself. It, I can't handle this. This is too much. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. The withdrawal is, a, is again, do you hear the, the theme, the experience of protection? It, it's a way to, the disengagement is a way to no longer feel what I feel. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking about this particular thing that happened between us and how oftentimes when one withdraws and the other withdraws, mm-hmm. it's almost like, wait, I'm going to do it too then, you know, and without even knowing it, right. like, fine, I'm going to shut down too. And I'm going to go over here. And then you can just see how it just perpetuates the habit because now who's going to go first, mm-hmm. you know, or how are we ever going to get back to where we were because we're both withdrawing out of safety kind of like going to your corners and, mm-hmm. and we, neither one of us want to continue that conversation. Yeah, I think that's sometimes is a common dynamic for us. It can be it can be a common dynamic in marriage that the withdrawal can be can become contagious, meaning that it can somehow invite lead the other to disengage and withdraw, uh, which only perpetuates the distance that I think neither one of us and neither one within a couple long really truly want and long for. Mm-hmm. So it, the withdrawal again is a temporary way to cope, uh, but it has impact. And I think the second part of what we want to highlight is, okay, let's put a few words to the impact. 
And maybe for those of you listening, you're already well aware of the impact for you if, if you're in relationship with another that tends to withdraw at times. You might already have words for that. What does it feel like? What's it like? And maybe you and I have a conversation in this moment to be aware of, okay, what happens for you when I withdraw? What's it like? Uh, what's the message that is sent? And please hear that I think for the most part, withdrawal is not an intent to harm the other. Sometimes it might be, but, but in this conversation, we're talking about withdrawal as a form of protection of self. But the impact can be something different. It can send a different message to the other. What would you say there? Withdraw, or the impact of when I withdraw. I, wa- I start walking quickly ahead of you mm-hmm. into the house. I'm withdrawing. I'm disengaging. What would you say the impact is initially? Well, in that situation, I think I just felt really helpless because, mm-hmm. again, you know, you can't really continue the conversation without both of you. And mm-hmm. so I think I wanted I wanted to finish the conversation. I was confused. I wanted to understand what you were thinking or what you were interpreting what I was saying. And then, and then it just feels um, like now I have, I have no access. Mm -hmm. You're, you're, you're withdrawing, you're shutting down. And now I feel um, just really helpless. And, but then I think I also felt angry. And so then I decided to withdraw myself. And Mm -hmm. so I went through the back door. So (laughs) (laughs) we both ended up in the house through different doors and, um, and then you're just kind of like stuck. So the initial maybe impact was the feeling of confusion, uh, like that that wondering of what happened. I, I don't know what just happened. Maybe the second part too is, which is thematic for many of us, is this sense or feeling of we lose access. I, I lose access to him. I lose access to her when there's a withdrawal, which is, is common, uh, if not always part of the impact uh, is mm-hmm. this sense of I, I'm losing access? Like, where did you go? What happened? Right. It can it can feel fearful. It, it can. It can feel scary. Like, yeah. I'm being left. Yeah. It. It. I think some. Not again. Not that this is true every time, but sometimes it has this maybe sense that that uh, I, I've I've been abandoned. I've been left. Uh, where did you go? Like, what happened? And shame can creep in in that moment for the one that's been left or the one that is enduring the withdrawal of the other. So it has. Um, we would just say more than just, oh, well, that wasn't very nice of you. You know, it has this, I would say, deeper level of impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it sends a message. And and I keep saying this, but I say things more than once as a way to highlight it, but I, I really want to reinforce that it it is not with the intent to harm. It is with the intent to protect, but it can feel harmful, meaning it can feel hurtful. Mm-hmm. When we withdraw, it can feel hurtful. It can say to the other Either what we're talking about is important and or you're not important. And and that's for many couples. If that is, we could just say practiced or rehearsed or becomes a familiar rut in the dynamic, it, it's almost an automatic response to any hint of conflict, tension, disagreement. There's a withdrawal to disengage. And, and we're saying, what helps us to stay present? What helps us to not withdraw so quickly? Maybe what helps us to pause? What helps us to not automatically respond with that relational response of withdrawal. And I would say, we could say, what is the most helpful is when we are aware of the impact of our withdrawal on the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it can become habitual where 
Almost automatic. Almost automatic. Yeah. Almost like a part of the dance that we do as a couple. Mm-hmm. And, oh, here we go. And now one of us is leaving again. And maybe there's one that does it more than the other. Maybe we both do. And we find ourselves in this pattern. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, being able to put words to it and being able to understand impact can help us maybe feel a little bit more curious about the other, you know, because you tend you tend to focus on yourself like, oh, I'm being left, I'm frustrated, I wanted to finish that conversation. But then how do we make that jump to say, oh, this, you know, you're re- withdrawing, I'm curious what just happened for you. And how can we create that curiosity to lead maybe to the conversation that comes next? Mm-hmm. Where when at some point we've cooled down how can we ha- be curious about mm-hmm. wait, what just happened? Because it it is tempting to just let it go. It is. It is. It's tempting to let it go. It's tempting just to wait it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait for a distraction. For, and just wait for move a distraction on. and move on. Which is, I think, for many couples, that's been a common way. And for you and I, that's been a common way we have coped. And many couples listening and many couples therapeutically. I think that's true. It's just, it just becomes common. Uh, almost these two words, of, oh, well, doesn't matter. But, but it does matter. Right. And... And I think sometimes it can feel for the one that has been withdrawn from, it it can feel powerless. It can feel helpless. It can feel like, oh, what, what did I do? And what did we do? And how, how, what's happening? And so sometimes there is a pursuit when there's a withdrawal. That's a common relational dynamic. Sometimes we pursue because we can't bear the heartache of the withdrawal. Sometimes we pursue out of curiosity, like that's what you suggested and reminded us of earlier. It's that pursuit can be a form of curiosity. It can be a form of that those two words of what happened. Uh, where did you go? Uh, what, what was happening for you? Out of curiosity, not out of judgment. Difficult to do when we feel hurt by the one that has withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think after maybe we give it a little bit of time and and maybe try to re-entry into, re-enter into mm-hmm. the conversation with curiosity and maybe you know, not a lot of words, but just openness to maybe mm-hmm. what happened and um, being able to give space to, to each other later on and have that conversation so that I think when there's softness and when there's safety and when it, we kind of cultivate a conversation about these things, it um, creates maybe a new pattern mm-hmm. where maybe we can actually explore this instead of just fall back into these patterns. Yeah, I like that. I think uh, what you've highlighted, Lisa, is, is helpful in the realm of you know the curiosity, the, the wondering together of what happened. Uh, I think part of the, the bind for many of us is that sometimes when we feel hurt by the one that's withdrawn, it, it's difficult to engage, it's difficult to pursue, which is what happened for us last night. Mm-hmm. You know, you you obviously were hurt by my withdrawal, and and of course you were. Here's what changes, I think, over time. What changes is for the one that has withdrawn. The time to return is less, meaning that I would say if years ago, we'll just say a few years ago, more than a few years ago. I don't, I don't know how long, but we could say a few years ago when I would withdraw. Uh, I wouldn't return for a while. And you you sometimes wouldn't pursue mm-hmm. as a way to cope. Like you said, sometimes you withdraw because you're ticked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> How dare you? What the, right. what the heck's wrong with you? 
uh, stronger words than that almost, but uh, it's that power it, powerlessness. It's powerless. Too, that just feels like yeah. fine. I'm gonna never do mind. What I can. Yeah, I'll do yeah. what I can. Yeah. And and, and I, I we want to say, oh, of course, of course, that's a way we cope when we have been withdrawn from. How do, almost almost like this words of how dare you? Mm-hmm. Uh, what has helped us over time, and I think what helps couples over time is again connecting stay connected to the impact as i withdrew i walked into the house lisa walked in the back door i would say it was probably three minutes maybe five maybe eight it wasn't it wasn't eight minutes (laughs) (laughs) i think it was a little longer okay we'll say five to ten how about that okay okay it was it was probably five to ten minutes and lisa was in our bedroom and i i walked in and i and i said i'm really sorry i'm really sorry for um, walking away and sorry for some of the things I said to you and that wasn't very kind of me. Now, that 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 has taken a lot of work, I think, for us to get to a place where not only could I maybe share those words, but also where I would believe you would receive them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the bind in returning to the one that we have withdrawn from is we, we might believe that the other mm, might refuse temporarily to not receive the return. And that is a dance. That is a dynamic, I think, for for many couples to be aware of. It's that question for those of you that tend to withdraw, ask to ask ourselves the question, what's my resistance in returning? What's my caution in returning? It's too easy just to say, because she or he won't receive me or won't welcome me back or won't um, be willing to receive the return well, it's too easy just to say that, but I think sometimes that's part of the tension. Or, or you don't know what you're going to say. Right. You know, you really don't have a response. You, right. you come back and and it, you don't really want to say sorry. I mean, because that sometimes can sound trite, mm-hmm. but you want to come back and you're you don't really have an explanation mm-hmm. because you're just again you're over you're overwhelmed you're flooded you don't want yeah. to have this conversation again and so I think that makes it especially difficult. Mm-hmm. Um. When you when you don't have words to put to it, so then mm-hmm. it's like, well, what am I going to go say? You know. But but I think a really, again in this is what has shifted is the awareness for me. I think that you will be open to the return. That I we don't pay a relational price for the withdrawal. Sure, there's disappointment. You were disappointed, obviously. You were hurt by it, mm-hmm. and and I wasn't all that thrilled when you came back in. <laughs> <laughs> Even though part of me was because I thought, well, we need to get this worked out. What do you mean you weren't all that thrilled? I was a little, still a little ticked. I mean, what did you say? Five, five to eight minutes, you know? And so (laughs) it's complicated, right? Yeah, it's complicated. That's helpful to hear. So you weren't all that thrilled in the return. (laughs) But, but I'm glad that you did. And I think okay. this is what we would call a repair, would you say? Oh, absolutely. So this is an like an attempt to repair, sure. A, right. A breakdown yeah. of a repair. Yeah. And so it's taken years and years to just get to the point where we actually want to return yeah. to something that again could be easily ignored or just mm. left behind and mm. move on and um Okay. Oh, I'm I'm gonna be a bit more curious about what you just said. Well, uh what did you say about uh, you were still ticked? I wasn't as thrilled. You weren't as thrilled. Return. Okay. Uh, which I didn't quite know until this moment. So that's helpful to hear. Um, <laughs> let's, let, can we play with that just a, for okay. a little bit? Uh, what, 
what do you mean by I wasn't that thrilled? I, don't know. I like, think there's like a cooling down period where yeah. I just got my feelings hurt. Yeah. And you weren't, maybe you weren't quite ready. Maybe I wasn't quite ready. Okay. How do we know when the other's ready? I, th- I think the words that you shared helped me to be more ready. Hmm. I just wasn't sure what you were going to say because when, I think when you withdraw in the middle of a, a heated discussion or a, or a disagreement mm-hmm. or whatever it is, there's part of you that thinks, are they just going to come back in with some more ammunition mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. their side of it or whatever. Like and more so, data to prove. Yeah, more data or okay. more reasons why we should continue this conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I think coming softly, you yeah. know, trying, mm-hmm. having a softened startup as got In, in the return. Right. Yeah. Right. A softened, curious mm-hmm. response, I think, is sort of as good as it gets. And... So the softened start startup response helped you to receive maybe what I was attempting to offer. Right. Is that fair? Right. Okay. That's that's really helpful because I think sometimes we're we're not sure how to receive the return of the other, but what what do we need when the other returns from the withdrawal is exactly what you just named. Is is a tender start, not a justification of why I I needed to leave or what you did wrong for me to leave or withdraw, it's more of a, an, an acknowledgement of impact. I'm really sorry. That, that wasn't, I think I said something that wasn't very kind to me. And that, that's difficult to say. It's difficult mm-hmm. to offer that. You know, those are, those are very intimate, vulnerable expressions, you know, that, right. that, that we, we don't do that often or 100% well. Right. But I would say that was an example maybe of what is it that we offer in the return uh, is that, what I, I think what I became aware of and have become more aware of is what we have talked often about is are we aware of the impact when we make a choice or decision and the way it impacts our spouse or partner? And I think again, what highlight what was true for me is realizing again that's what that was your story. Like that was the abandonment that you endured, you know, when your mom would withdraw in moments of heartache and tension and conflict and and you felt really lonely. And I, I didn't want that for you. So I, I think Part of what happens over the years together is when we can be aware of how the past past story impacts the present, but how the present has a chance or opportunity in some way to redeem the past. And I think that was part of our dynamic in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think if another kind of response, if we're not really wanting, thinking we need to say, I'm sorry right now, but maybe just that's not how I want that conversation to go. Right. That's not how I thought it was going to go. This, I didn't mean, mm. you know, for that conversation to end up that way mm-hmm. or something that's, it's still soft. Without justifying the behavior. Without, without justifying, but also maybe right. without apologizing because sometimes right. that holds us back too because we're not quite ready to say that we're sorry, you know, mm-hmm. but we're just saying, well, I didn't really mean it to go down that that path, yeah. you know, and and how how can how can we maybe how can we try again sometime or how mm-hmm. can we start again? Or I didn't mean to hurt you in that. Mm-hmm. So maybe one more thought before we close is if you are, if you tend to be the one that um, is withdrawn from, meaning that you have a partner or in a relationship with the one that, that tends to withdraw when they feel overwhelmed, let, let's again, stay connected to the innate sometimes response that that is of it's this sense of protection, sense of feeling overwhelmed and and can you and can we be curious just for a moment about uh, 
Is there a part of me that makes the other pay for the withdrawal, relationally pay? Uh, that I think sometimes happens for couples that can reinforce the cycle of withdrawal is, is the fear and or belief that he or she won't receive what it is that I'm offering when I do return. Do, do I tend to make the other pay when they withdraw? And what need is met for me in, in somehow making the other pay for the withdrawal? And I think that's a, that's a cycle and a dynamic for many couples that if we could be somewhat mm, intentional around or be able to ask ourselves that question of what's happening for me when he withdraws? What happens for me when she withdraws? Mm, how do I make them pay, relationally pay? Uh, for the withdrawal that I think sometimes can reinforce that cycle, reinforce that dynamic. So our hope for you as we close is may, may you be aware of the need met and the need to withdraw and what the other and what we need uh, in the return and what helps us in that tender, soft startup in the return, but also the the belief that he or she will receive well what it is that I have to offer in the return uh, and that sometimes the withdrawal is is a way to I think protect temporarily from the helplessness that we feel uh, in the midst of a difficult conversation or a difficult moment. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>